hello everyone. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. I'm Yahtzee Crucial, and I'm joined by Nick Calandra. Hello everybody. Because Marty. Marty's pulling a bit of a sickie. Yep, he's out with the Rona. Although Nick's got a bit of a sickie too, but it's not the kind of sickie that means he can't talk. Everyone's having a sickie. <laughs> that, that sounds kind of bad. Yes. I can't I can't sneeze though. If I sneeze, then I'm going to probably pass out on camera from the well, pain. So. Try not to get COVID at any point in the I've next had that twice. <laughs> hour or so. Oh, well, well apparently we're just gonna that. apparently we're just gonna keep having it. Third third oh, time's a charm, right? I've got another booster scheduled. Anyway, yes. The topic this week. Well, there's only one thing anyone's talking about this week, and that's Stadia being dead. Although this is more sort of confirmation than anything, because I don't think anyone's really thought about Stadia in quite a while. No. I certainly haven't. Really. No, it's kind of a shame. It's uh you know, I don't I don't know how much you've you've dabbled in Well, I know. did a review of it, remember? That's so true. Did, that was just from like sort of tootling around with it for a week and then never touching it again. Yeah. But I'm I'm assuming like have you used like XCloud or PS Now or GeForce Now or any of that? No. I'm old-fashioned like that. I like to download games onto my computer and play them. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, I say it's a shame, and I, I know, like, chat is, you know, going to roast me over it, but the way the way I look at how Stadia went down is uh, there's the tech side of it, hmm. which I really liked, and then the business side of it, which I didn't like. Um, and out yeah. of all, the, yeah. all, of all of the, the game streaming services I use, Stadia was the the best out of any of them. Lowest latency, yeah. great picture quality, fast load times. It was impressive. Like, I think it was a legitimately was, impressive piece of tech. It was the pioneer. It was pretty much only Google that could have run something like that. Because mm -hmm. certainly there's a lot of infrastructure in the background you need for that sort of thing to work. And, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with the theory of uh, being able to stream a game to any system without having to own a system capable of running the game. I mean, right. that just levels the playing field for game development and game publishing yeah i think um i think a lot of people like that are championing the death of stadia and again i got like i thought it was doomed from the start really um even though i thought it was really neat but i think a lot of people kind of forget that like not every or at least cloud gaming to me is more targeted at casual people who don't yeah. want to own an expensive pc or xbox or ps5 and well, it was no. ever thus. At that point I made in the past, basically every like major mainstream hit for gaming has always been about making it more c casual and more accessible. That's why I right. don't think VR is ever going to be anything but niche. I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, the Wii was a big mainstream hit because it made things more casual and more social. Guitar Hero, Pokemon Go. And, uh, you know, Stadia was a non-brainer. But people, people get turned off gaming because it is a very expensive hobby. You need to have a big, like, glowy box in your house that can do all kinds of things and hog electricity. But just uh, stream me, stream me, stream the game wherever you are, onto anything you want. And I was, I was impressed. I was impressed that I could, when I was playing with Stadia, that I could just run, like, Serious Sam off my old laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, was running Destiny 2 with an Xbox controller off my... Uh my uh um mac and it was it was smooth as butter when i played it on there i was i was seriously surprised by that um and i haven't really gone back you know i i used stadia quite a bit when it first came out and then i 
just kind of forgot about it, like you said. Um, I think yeah. there's multiple reasons why Stadia failed, and the least of it being that the tech wasn't good or anything like that, I think. Um, yeah, you'd think if the tech was good enough, then any amount of... They would have been able to push through any amount of mishandling, but, uh, oh boy, was this mishandled. Yeah, but I so, mean, it was... Yeah. So what, <laughs> if, what were the major issues, do you think? Because for me, I would... Like the big, the one I would put up in a big neon sign is no games. Yeah. Um, well, we'll go back to the very beginning of like when they marketed this thing. Like they severely overhyped it as the next big gaming platform and everything. And I'm I like, I, I don't, I just don't think like with the way the market is, like trying to launch a platform that's not Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony is like ever going to work. Steam well, for that matter, because I mean, you're you're asking people to to switch. It's like like releasing a MMO in the heyday of World of Warcraft. Yeah, and if they're gonna do that, like you gotta market it to the the mobile crowd, right? The people that don't have a platform yet and that want to experience these games, and and they just kept targeting the hardcore gamers with it, and, and like that was the wrong strategy. And I said that from the get go. Um, that that was the wrong strategy. They should not have been targeting people that already own PS4s or PS5, Xbox, anything like that. It should have been at like, hey, you're playing games on your phone. Here's a new way to play games on your phone. And they just never did that. They never got the marketing on Stadia right. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So I would have said that it needed more exclusive titles, but I guess that's more something you do when you're trying to court the hardcore audience. No, I really don't think it did because it's like you don't play. I mean, look at the look at the mobile market for Fortnite on the phone and Call of Duty Mobile and everything. It's huge. It's massive now. Now, if you have Stadia, like they never made those partnerships to like get those big mainstream titles that everybody cares about on the platform and make them work. Like, I I significantly like believe that if Call of Duty or Fortnite or anything like that were on that platform, instantly accessible and worked quite well maybe not to you know our standard of of play but i mean a mobile gamers standard of play yeah i yeah, think the I mean, platform would have worked so sure. they just didn't they didn't get any of those i mean the only the only games that they had that were like mass 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 market were i think some of the sports titles yeah yeah well you know that is certainly an alternative to the hardcore gaming audience mm -hmm. and it's and it's actually even kind of more ironic that stadia just went to the went to the wayside because uh logitech just announced like their own you know steam deck kind of kind of console but it's not it's only cloud-based for xbox game pass hmm. and i and i don't think that's going to go anywhere because it's just cloud but uh, you know with stadia's tech maybe something like that could have worked if they had made the right partnerships and said hey here's a handheld device that is all cloud-based but you can access whatever on it right like i think that that could have been doable but i i never thought like stadia's library was the problem i think it's hmm. i i don't know i mean they, they tried their hand at exclusives and none of them really went anywhere 
I think that Steam Deck thing is telling. I think people, I think for a lot of people, cloud gaming still feels too ephemeral, still feels too ethereal. I think people still respond well to having an actual physical solid thing to attach something to, like a, like a new handheld or, something or whatever. I think mm. people were having trouble in the abstract just getting their head around what Stadia was. Just like yeah, this concept of you could just, you know, sign up for a, on a website somewhere and just stream games to wherever. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. I mean, I one, of the, I think one of the coolest just... things I wait, one of the coolest things I tried with it was just I, you know, you could have the Chromecast use Stadia because they didn't have a console for it or anything like that. But I mean, like I was able to download the app right onto my TV and just hook my controller up. And the latency was awful because, you know, the TV doesn't have good latency yeah. if you're just connecting directly to that. But, I mean, it worked. I was able to play a little bit of something on it. Yeah, you could certainly play something relatively unstrenuous pretty well like that. Like mm -hmm. uh, maybe like a Slater Spire or something. Yeah, no. Which I mentioned yeah. just because I've been playing a lot of lately for no particular reason. Oh. Well, I you just was... Well, I was bored one day and I only had my laptop. So I figured, well, okay, what can I run on this laptop while I watch something on TV? And everyone <laughs> keeps saying Slay the Spy is good. So I started that up. And, you know, I actually been getting kind of into that. If you like that, try Monster Train. Monster Train? Yep. Same same concept, but I think a little bit better. Hmm. Fair enough. The other thing about uh, Stadia being an ephemeral thing is that I remember at the time it was announced, the the naysayers were all talking about how this was an end to uh, consumer ownership of games. Like, in so much as we have, still have any kind of ownership of games in that live service games can be shut off whenever and we just have to lump it. And games yeah. haven't been sold in boxes in like, for like ever. Well, I certainly haven't bought a game in a box in like forever. So I would think if that Stadia had been released as something that you could play with a handheld like the Steam Deck, I think a lot of people would have responded better to it. That's the ironic part. You can't now. You just have to sign into it on your browser on Stadia. I mean, on your Steam Deck. Well, there you go. Like we're getting we're getting XCloud working on on Steam Deck right now, and it, it runs pretty well. I mean, like that's yeah. I mean, it opens up a whole nother library for people that you know don't have massive Steam libraries or anything like that. Um, hmm. If you yeah, want to play in the tech field, you got to have impressive, like something nice and impressive we can hold in our hands. Anything else, think, you f it feels like a cuckoo in the nest. I think Stadia is a lot like VR, where I think a lot of people that haven't tried it, like don't get it. And then when you do try it, it's, it's kind of impressive. I mean, it's really impressive. I mean, that's, that's how I felt about cloud gaming and then like streaming and everything like that. I, like the uh, every once in a while i'll I'll get hooked into it and like just kind of try a bunch of different things just to see the technology in action and and see how games feel and like i don't think like cloud gaming for me i will never play like fps titles on there as somebody that regularly plays fps games because hmm. unless they get like the latency perfect it never feels to run that run well but like i was playing god of war three ma uh three remastered on playstation now and it ran perfectly fine i mean I, I couldn't have told you the difference between playing it on the cloud or on the disc really aside from you know a couple lag little pieces of lag here and there mm. well the other thing of course uh that turns off someone like me as a hardcore gamer mm -hmm. yeah, god 
described, <laughs> I just described myself as a hardcore gamer. Yeah, 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 bad taste in the mouth. Put that and put it all over the internet, folks. <laughs> well, for me, I when you buy a game and you run it on your own system, you have a sense of investment. And I've never played many, very many Stadia games for very long. Like I play Serious Sam Two on my laptop for like half an hour, and I'm like, "Well, I well, it's guess kind of impressive that you can do this," but I didn't really feel like playing anymore. But I'm going, "Yeah, that's a thing. I could probably like just like pop into any one of these other games whenever I want." And then it's mm -hmm. like the feeling paralyzed in Skyrim because there's too many ways to go. Yeah. It just maybe maybe Stadia's problem was that it was too convenient. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> maybe because it was too convenient too easy people didn't feel like they had to work for things and they didn't get invested yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to that like that's thinking of it from a core a core oh. gamer or hardcore gamers well I, point, but... I can't help that that's the only perspective i can offer right and the way it, i again i think like something like this is is much more interesting than the casual crowd that doesn't care about ownership they just they just want to be able to log in play the games they want to play and go on with their day um i think stadia really could have been good for that but i, I yeah with the the ownership question i mean like just the way it was shut down was kind of shitty like they didn't even tell the developers that were working on games currently for it that it, they were shutting down well, so all these developers have yeah. projects in limbo and then uh like uh, Tequila Works, who made Rhyme, they released like a, a Stadia exclusive title called Guilt. I think you, I think you tried it. Yeah, um, I covered that in my review of Stadia generally. Yeah, so I, right I didn't now, I think it was a great game, but uh, it was basically Stadia's only exclusive, so I had to give it a go. Yeah, well, right now it's like you, you can't have it right now, so they have to look at porting it to other platforms. But because Stadia didn't, or Google didn't uh, <laughs> plan for this. Couldn't imagine it'd be that hard just to knock out a Steam release, but then what do I know? Yeah, but yeah, uh, Stadia. I mean, Stadia's a lot of Stadia's problems are just business related. Like people to this day still didn't know that you could just subscribe to the <clears throat> subscribe to the service and get a bunch of free like free games like you could on Game Pass or any other service. It must be it must be scary working inside Google. It must be like. You, you, you're working away on your little desert island in the middle of an ocean and uh, building up your little house and uh, putting all this effort into it to try and create a life for yourself on this little island and then one day out of nowhere just this gigantic hand blots out the sun and brings <laughs> down its gigantic thumb and just goes and then never thinks about you again. That must be what it's like. I've been... It's not too far removed from working in games media. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I think for us, it was more like living in a house with uh, like a monster under the floorboards that <laughs> uh, hadn't really made any noise for so long. We were kind of assumed it was probably just going to stay there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I did. I did have a. You know, I, I covered. I guess I was out of the mainstream press, like we were, and I don't even know if we're mainstream anymore, but I guess people consider us still there. Um, I feel hey, like a quarter lot, million a views of, on zero punctuation every week. That's good, worth something. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did, I did have a couple of stadium devs reach out to me, you know, just being like, yeah, like one of the, I, and I agree with them. Like one of the reasons I think stadia failed too, is like just the press didn't care about it. I, I shared that article from the verge where like, 
they were like stadia never mattered and i was like well the enthusiast press is by its nature hardcore gamers yeah but i also think the enthusiast press is like very against like innovation and tech in games like you know like i I don't think that's exclusive to gaming at all no probably not i guess it's a a matter of like people being scared of change or whatever but i mean like cloud tech like nobody everybody like talks talks down on a streaming tech you know mainstream press don't care about vr like anything that's like innovative or making advancements it's like constant doom and gloom around it because it's not an instant success and I'll tell you what, like when I first started covering games, one of the very first things I was sent was on live. If you remember that, um, that was like the first game streaming platform. They sent you that little black box and it said on live on it. I don't remember that at all. Oh, you don't? Yeah, that was um, at the time, that was all the way back in 2011 and 12. I got that thing. And on live back then was impressive on its own. Like THQ was hugely supporting and I was playing Darksiders on it with no, Hmm. almost no problem. (laughs) And that was, you know, 10 plus years ago. Uh, So the fact that like this technology is just now like really taking off, like on live was super ahead of the game. And I remember like as a kid, just being like kind of shocked by it. I was able to just access, like they, they gave me codes for a bunch of games to try. And I was just kind of shocked by how good it was back then. And then it died. And then there was a, I think it was called Gaikai. And that's the, the, like the bones of what is now PS now because Sony bought it. Mm. So, but I mean like VR is kind of going through that same thing where like, you know, VR is doomed to fail, but suddenly everybody's excited about PS VR two for some reason. And it's like, I think as long as there's like continuous movement, people get uh, the sense that you know, it's still a thing that's trundling along. As long as uh, things keep going, because a lot of things have shaky starts. Remember when the Xbox first came out, it mm-hmm. was uh, Microsoft was like making a loss on each one. Everyone was making jokes about how big and ungainly it was with its huge, stupid controllers, which were ideal for me, for I have huge manly hands. But they mm-hmm. just trundled along, kept eating the cost, and. Uh, just uh, managed, I suppose, and now it's like uh, one of the big three. Yeah, I, so, I still feel like I, I feel like cloud gaming is going to get there too, and it's just targeting the casual audience for it. That like does, like we said at the start of this, that doesn't want to own a, an expensive gaming PC. Like it, like if you had told me as a kid, not as an adult, because I can afford a nice PC now, but but if you told me when I was twelve years old that i could play the latest games and have it look just as good as a thousand dollar pc with no no entry costs and just subscription fee to stadia i would have been all over that as a kid as an adult you know when you can own the hardware probably not but i mean like that's i think they just have not figured out like who is who is cloud gaming for because also like as chat has rightly pointed out a lot of the world doesn't have access to the internet that can support cloud gaming and like until we get there cloud doesn't really take off as like a super mainstream thing that everybody wants to use hmm. so in other words to improve gaming we need to end <laughs> need global in- poverty. internet infrastructure yeah and better internet infrastructure well get to it third world nations jesus we're <laughs> trying to live our gaming paradise here and you selfish bastards are holding us back with all your poor people. Yeah, I, 
I think I think cloud gaming will be um, much bigger in like India and in you know a lot of those South South Asian countries that are are huge in mobile gaming. Mm. I mean, I mean, the India India alone accounts for a massive portion of the revenue that comes in for mobile gaming. Well, that's just because they've got all the people that exist in the world. That's, that's also true, but dense. also just different culture. They just they like to play on their their phones. Well, I guess it's hard to fit gaming PC setups uh, in like what space wow. you have living in yeah, India, well, which I is mean, like the most densely populated place in the world. That I mean, their cost of you know cost of living is so much different than ours like uh, yeah oh yeah you could uh, you could live like an emperor over there even on british pounds yeah yeah but uh anything else to say because you i see you clearly got a lot to say anything more to say go to super chats (laughs) i i think stadia is just it's, it's i i think it was doomed from the start it just uh it's one of those platforms like uh, the business model is just completely wrong from the start it should have been integrated into some something else and not try to be their own platform uh, and uh, i think the perception i got is that they just sort of gave up on it too easy when they didn't market it at all like i mean you see an ad every once in a while but i mean i yeah. even as somebody that was on the platform and everything i still didn't know you know a lot of times we would do three minute reviews and and you know, we had a bunch of people that were into Stadia following us because of the interviews and coverage that I did. But um, in the pre- even the PR that was sending us code for the games, they didn't tell us it was on Stadia. So we would get comments that, like, this game's also on Stadia. Why didn't you tell us that? And I was like, shit, we didn't even know. <laughs> like, you know, they, just, they didn't tell anybody where these games were. And uh, yeah, I think, I think Google gave up on it probably two I- years ago when they killed their independent, their, uh, inside studios yeah i think google's just, just too of... big they google ironically google being one of the few companies with the tech to support such a thing were too big to really put much focus on it and when they were just hearing no doubt from support groups and feedback that people didn't have much of a like positive perception of it they just thought ah fuck it yeah well um, i mean it did their their they were buried from the start just because their marketing was so bad about you know this being the huge next big thing instead of being a little bit more humble about it and be like hey here's here's the cool tech here's what we want to do with it here's the cool features we're going to introduce and then well that's google isn't it everything's got to be the greatest thing that's ever been we are the we are the kings of space yeah instant success so i i I just hope that the tech doesn't go away because again it was it was the smoothest smoothest experience I had in any streaming platform. I did and notice so, a bit of artifacting when I was playing with it, but my yeah, connection is not perfect. Yeah, it's not perfect. But I mean, if you the difference between like, and I haven't played like the most recent versions of XCloud or anything. Um, at least when Stadia launched, it was night and day the difference between the two platforms. And I think they're if Stadia did anything, it was to get you know Sony and and Xbox to ramp up their development on their own cloud tech to really get it in and parity with that mm. all right then shall we go to super chats yeah i think we can i think quite a few people have something to say about this 
Yeah, there's quite a lot of opinions on display. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Collins, first of all, upgraded membership to early access, having just been on Tipchar, like one super chat earlier. Then Eric Cartman gives $5 and says, The annoying thing about Stadia's shutdown is Google teased all types of YouTube integration that could have made it work, then just didn't bother. Yeah, do, you, imagine that? do you remember what those were? No, so but if they did, like, integrate it with YouTube, that could certainly have been what we're talking about, bringing it to the casual audience. If you could just click on something on YouTube and just be instantly playing something in, like, a window in that YouTube. Was, that was exactly what they were supposed to do. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to exactly watch a Destiny good. video and say, play on Stadia, and then you're supposed to be able to jump into the game and go. Yeah, that would have probably would have been a game changer. And I think that, like... I, I could imagine that being hugely successful if they have targeted instead of uh <clears throat> you know going the indie crowd like can you this, imagine like yeah, our three minute reviews like just being able to like demo a game for thirty minutes on any of those three minute reviews we do? There's so many like video game content on YouTube of people just playing a game, and yeah. the reason why that's been permitted to exist is because everyone figured out that it helps market the game because. If you watch people play a game, the first thought is, hey, that looks fun. When can I have a turn? Right. As was always the case back when you were watching your brother play it in on the family living room. And if you could just have a button saying, hey, can I have my turn? And you just press the button that says that and away you go. That could mm -hmm. have been great. Yep. <clears throat> Murphy7801. Uh, gives five pounds and says Google has no patience in its products across all its range. Google Graveyard grows steadily. Well, that's what happens when you're so huge, I guess. That was my point. It's a, like being in the, on a desert island in the middle of the sea, the way you could be something just could reach out and kill you at any moment. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's, it's I mean, I, I know I know why it happens. It's just always interesting. The companies with like the most amount of money don't have patience for to build things. Perpetual growth, man. Oh, no, no. no time to build. Just oh. it's like that meme. Just, just of the, like that little meme comic of like the dog holding the frisbee in its mouth, saying "Please throw," and then <laughs> in the next frame, the person tries to take the frisbee, and the dog goes, "No, take. Only throw." <laughs> That's like Google. Please profit. No investment. <laughs> only profit. Yep. Hmm. Sounds like something else relevant. Hmm. <laughs> Cade Brockhausen gives $2 and says, oh no, anyways. Which yeah, I guess reflects his attitude on the death of Stadia. Yeah, I think that's most people. <laughs> that never, that didn't do anything with it. Fair enough. Ad gives 40 rupees and says, hi Yats, ever miss Gabe? Nick, don't smack your chops. Uh... Uh, well, not really. I mean, we've all just moved on from that time in our lives, I guess. And I'm a lot mellower about co-commenters smacking their chops on mic these days, I find. I guess it's because it comes from having to change diapers. You <laughs> gradually become accustomed to all the disgusting things the human body is capable of. <laughs> Do I smack my chops? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was just, you know, it was a running gag with my old series with Gabe that he was a very bad chop smacker. Oh. Talking. 
And I've got, I've got sort of like that misophonic thing where I can't stand the sound of people eating and certain other mouth noises, so I would always get mad at him. The only, the only person I can't stand hearing eating is my dad, and it's not because he smacks his chops, he just chews like a goat. Yeah. It's yeah. super loud. <laughs> I had to train my wife to chew with her mouth closed. Because <laughs> I guess it was just the way she was raised, because her whole family does it as well. Oh, well. They just chew with their mouths open. <laughs> so it's always weird, like what little things become pet peeves. Yeah, usually <laughs> it's like different for everybody. It's not like I thought everyone pet peeve. was not everyone raised to close their bloody mouths when they chew. Actually, do you do you think there is a universal pet peeve for people? Scraping two polystyrene blocks together. Yeah, I was going to say that, or a scratching chalkboard. Yeah. I don't know if that's a pet peeve, though. I mean, that's just a awful well, pets, sound. Well, pets implies, like, it's uh, subjective, like it's singular to you. Yeah. Yeah, scraping nails on the chalkboard is just a peeve. Uh, John Connor gives five Canadian dollars and says, Stadia exchanged console power gatekeeping for internet quality privilege. At least consoles and PCs are reliable as long as you've got electricity. Well, that's a point. Can't really run Stadia in a nation with poor internet connections, but you could certainly plug in a PS2 and browse a vast library of excellent third-party titles. Counterpoint. As long as, as long as you have them physically in front of you in a big pile. I'm going to go back to my counterpoint. The Xbox 360, the Red Ring of Death. <laughs> True. But the PS2 was like... The PS2 was like the most popular console in the world for many many years after like the rest like the the first world countries had moved on yeah i wonder i wonder like how popular the wii is across the world still well it's still apparently popular in retirement homes for whatever that's worth <laughs> it's because it's got bowling on it yeah <laughs> uh the dogmatic director member for six months in bonus content Says, I guess Stadia didn't stay dear around, huh? In all seriousness, I had too many latency issues at 200 uh, Mbps. I can never remember what that stands for. Speed for it to be a viable platform for me. Yeah, it was. It really just depended on the game. Like I was, I was super impressed with Destiny Two on it, but then Doom didn't run. As well as I'd hope. So well, that no. would be a very intensive game. Destiny was too. I'd say Doom even more so because Doom's like a mobility shooter. Destiny, you can like hide behind a wall a lot. Not how much Destiny you've played? Not a great deal, I admit. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm old-fashioned. I like games to be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. ice burn. Roasted. Uh, if we're talking puns, I'd have gone with, I guess Stadia didn't stay here. And that would have been even worse. Kate Brockhausen <laughs> gives $2 and says, speaking of Steam Deck, mine's arriving today. Hey, no. enjoy it. No. I don't have one. Learn how to emulate on it, because that's awesome. Playing Jack and Dexter on the go is fucking sweet. God. So I when people say of... emulation, I still think of 16-bit games. I still think yeah, of I... playing Final Fantasy VI on ZSNES. 
I well, I didn't want to stream God of War two, so I played it on the Steam Deck and hooked it up to my TV, and it upscaled to four K, and it looked great and played great. Crazy. And I played it with an Xbox controller, just to salt the wound, just yep. to grind the heel into Sony's crotch. <laughs> uh, Wolfenstein member for five months in early access uses their member chat to say tried Hitman on it and had FPS drops in some areas. Get a better connection then, Wolfenstein. Pretty much. Anything to add? <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the internet companies tell you to do. So. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Doran Grossman Naples gives $10 and says an ex-Google employee remarked that all the glory is in creating new systems, not maintaining old ones. Thus, all the most ambitious, stroke talented engineers left the Stadia project after it was established. Yeah, it certainly didn't seem to have much growth after it's... They probably saw the just... writing on the wall the second it launched. Yeah, well, as I said, you know, Xbox was kind of panned when it first came out, but they stuck with yeah. it, and that's why it's good now for a given yeah, value I, of good. Is Stadia... I, I, I truly believe, like, Stadia, if they had stuck with it and, and got the marketing right and then got the library right, it could have been successful. Yeah. Well, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know? Yeah, but it was, you know, it was buried by the press at the get-go. They they overhyped it. They didn't have, they, they couldn't explain their own business model to, to this day. People don't understand it. So, I mean, they just... Yes, it would have been fine if only Google had operated it competently. Pretty and much. maybe also the castles could be made of gingerbread and the moats be filled <laughs> with blackberry wine. Well... Do you, do you remember, do you know who was at the head of Stadia? Uh, a circus seal balancing a ball on its nose. I mean, that's close enough to Phil Harrison, who was the reason the Xbox One launched the way it did, so... Oh, was was the name Xbox One his idea? Probably. He, I was that, I, I think I, I think that dude just... He's, he's like a horrible frontman for these things, and... I mean, when you sell a, a game console on the fact that, like, oh, you know, you have DRM for all your games and everything. and Yeah, that was slightly baffling. But I was yeah. still laugh about how they called the Xbox 360 that because they didn't want to call it the Xbox 2 because they thought that would be seen as lagging behind the PlayStation 3. And then they brought out the Xbox One, so who the fuck knows? Now we're the, the Xbox, Xbox has always had just weird naming conventions. Series well, S and X. <laughs> But it was always kind of a dumb name. Xbox. Xbox. It doesn't well, flow hey, very well, well. To be fair, originally it was shaped as an X. So. Well, it doesn't That's flow that true. well because there's already an X on the end of box. You sort, you get your, your vocal cords get sort of ensnared in the little trap of the Xs. Trust me, I'm a voice actor. I know these things. It's say Xbox 20 times fast. Xbox, 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 Xbox. See that? <laughs> see, see what's happening there. I mean, compare that to like PlayStation or the Wii, the Wii U. It's got a diphthong now. No, no name will be worse than the Wii for me. <laughs> you remembered it. It's memorable because yeah, it's something like Wii Wii. Yeah. I remember the marketing it. They were saying like they called it the Wii because so it could be like a universal syllable for all languages, and nobody mentioned them to them that in English it means urine. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> oops. That's like a classic international marketing story, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, there's also like a, a popular Japanese sports drink called Pakari Sweat, which doesn't really sell overseas because it implies that it's made of sweat. I bet the uh, in today's culture, I bet the Game Boy wouldn't go over very well. Hmm. <laughs> I never really thought about it, to be honest. <laughs> I just thought about it as we were talking about gaming their names, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's kind of sexist. <laughs> it's only game boys. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were saying it might have been like a reference to like male prostitution or something. Oh well, no. <laughs> I could certainly go for a game boy who's game for things. <laughs> anyway, Wesley Thomas gives 20 Canadian dollars, says the sole advantage consoles have over gaming computers is you put the game in the machine and it just works. Take that away and there's no product. Streaming is too laggy for playing games, especially if your internet sucks. Thanks for the hot take, Wesley Thomas. Oh, gaming I just know. computers don't even have disk drives anymore, so... Yeah, I kind of missed that. You can't, you can't even have physical copies of games on your PC anymore. <laughs> but everybody, nobody complains about Steam. I was on when I was playing with like Adventure Game Studio back in the day. I found like a, a command buried in like the code manual that would make the computer's disk drive open and close. So I tried to work that into a game, you know, like like you have an encounter with a wizard, and the wizard goes, "Now I will demonstrate my power." Vroom, and then your computer's disk tray goes in and out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, couldn't do that these days. I guess you could make the LEDs in your gaming computer turn a weird color now. Honestly, I kind of I kind of miss the disk drives because when you would have to install a game, you wouldn't like the the drive would just pop out for you. Yeah, and now I have to like you know reach down and put my disk in. Well, then the CD gets scratched, and then then where are you? <laughs> yeah. Benjamin and also, Cook. like what the oh, what the why the why the, the you have a PS Five? The disk drive for that is in the most like the worst possible position. Yeah, I didn't particularly want one with a disk drive, but that was the only one we could get, as you know. Yeah. I've certainly never used it in all the time I've had it, although, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, I haven't used the console at all much. Benjamin Cook gives £5 and says, Stadia failing feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Gamers didn't trust it to not fail, so didn't invest in it, so it failed and Google killed it. Hey, don't put it on the gamers, Benjamin Cook. I think we all share a bit of the blame. Yeah. But Google, I mean, perhaps most of all. Yeah. I mean, like, like I keep saying, Google Google started it, overhyped it, the press buried it, gamers didn't trust it, Google gave up on it. <laughs> Pat and Pike, member for four months uh, in early access, says, do you think pest control may make a fun sim game? Well, you need to do your research, Pat and Pike. It has indeed made a fun sim game many times in the past. Uh, yeah, there was that recent one, Kill It With Fire. Yeah, I was just thinking about that one, Kill It With Fire. I think that was sort of like a like a physics game, as primarily. Yeah, it was kind of almost like Power Wash Simulator, except with bugs. Yeah. But now we're talking about it, you, yeah, you could do a sort of like something that's like a sort of a management game that's like Power Wash Simulator where you're running a business and you have to like kill all the bugs in a house within a certain amount of time. Someone's off. Someone's probably done it. Search on Steam. It's seems like a pretty obvious concept. Or you could just play um, uh, Earth Defense Force 
which is basically <laughs> pest control the game. It is. Jewel Row gives two euros and says one small candle for on live. There you go. I think that was before you brought it up as well. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I remember. I remember that little piece of tech fondly. It was. It was pretty neat when it came out. And then kind of, uh, a, kind of a generic name, though. Yeah, terrible name. Uh, and also, it like pretty much followed the demise of THQ because mm. THQ was the only one that that supported it. And then when THQ went down, on live went down. <laughs> Makes me think of Sierra Online. They called themselves online before online was generally accepted to be a word that meant on the internet. They just wanted it to mean, hey, we're on a line because we're that good. Yeah. Did they have that branding when they did Empire Earth? Or is it just Sierra? I had no idea, but if memory serves, they were called online systems before they were called Sierra. Actually, yeah, they might have been. I think I think the very first game I ever played with them from them was Empire Earth. Don't think I played that one. Uh, you don't like strategy or RTS games, so you would not like it. All right then. <laughs> Certainly sounds like a strategy RTS game. Yes. Uh, Patent Pike gives five dollars. Says I think Stadia was partly redundant because people who want to stream PC games cheaper can just rent time on a PC with GeForce or Shadow now. I wouldn't say that's redundant because I, that's the part of the GeForce now I don't like is that like there's a queue to just get into the game, like you got to wait for an available mm. PC. Sometimes Stadia didn't have to do that; you just click it and you're in. There was well, no, you know, Stadia had Google's resources, as I said. Exactly. Yeah. I I think, like think... Actually, having to queue up for a a game, uh, nobody yeah. has to do that, do they? I remember, I remember when PlayStation Online was a thing where they had that whole like second lifestyle virtual world thing and they actually made you queue up to play like oh. computer bowling in it playstation home yeah oh the playstation home that was it yeah yeah yeah. i remember that yeah oh yeah i do remember that like you literally had to get in a line yeah <laughs> it's immersive <laughs> it's immersive it's just like second life i'll just, just go play real building if i want to stand in line damn it <laughs> Well, now you can have all the fun of standing online without the back pain. That being said, like, in VR, that'd be kind of fun because uh, you could, you know, beat the shit out of people as you're standing in line, so. <laughs> standing in a queue simulator. Yeah. I'm sure someone could do something with that. It was a, like, Papers, Please style thing where there's a cunning background story being told. <laughs> I, I once wrote, like, a short play uh, set in... Uh, the queue to get into heaven. It was really just like a conversation between a couple of guys in the queue. <laughs> I just thought it was a fun concept. There was a uh, whole episode of Solar Opposites, which is a show on Hulu, same people that made Rick and Morty, and the whole episode was just about them standing in line. Bottle episode. Yep. Because, <laughs> you know, every most TV shows every now and again when they run out of money, they just do like a cheap show. Yeah. That they could just do with like two people talking in a room. And they and uh, they usually call that a bottle episode. Uh, it's weird for animation to do it though, because usually it was done in like live action TV because they couldn't be bothered making new sets. 
Yeah, I mean, it was more complicated than just them standing in a line, but like the entire premise was just standing in a line. It's kind of funny. I guess it's uh, if you don't have to pay for extra voice actors. Mm, pretty much. <clears throat> uh, where are we? Uh, Orbiting Peanut gives $5. It says, Stadia or cloud-only gaming would have been a bummer when I lost power stroke internet during Hurricane Ian. My Switch helped get me through that. Well, you c- You'd, I'd move out of Florida if I were you. Yeah, that's your, that's your main priority there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, stay long enough to vote out the current governor, then move. Yes. Uh, Mr. Wade Lee gives $10 and says, I think Yarts hit the nail on the head with how Stadia was too convenient. I find it difficult to choose which game to play when I have a personal library of 100 plus games, so having Limitless is boggling. Yeah, I remember well, back when I was poor and I only had like a GameCube with Wind Waker, Metroid and Super Mario Sunshine and Eternal Darkness as well. And uh, I never had to worry about what to play. I just play one of those again. I got yeah. very, very familiar with all of those games. But nowadays yeah, I, got the, I like scroll down my huge Steam library and just can't decide. I just toss it in and just waste time on YouTube instead. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't think that was a thing that that's as a problem as it is the stadio because i mean like no you know you could say that about any streaming service netflix and hulu with their infinite libraries of content where you can't even find what you want because the algorithm dictates it dictates what you want so you know what steam should do this do something like youtube where it should like calculate the sort of things you like and then just stick a game right in front of you and said want to play this now they do that based, based on what you've been enjoying recently and uh, shit like that and you could, just, and if you're feeling very lazy, you just go, "Oh, all right." Steam already does that. You have a, they have a whole queue dedicated to you. <laughs> well, I say they should integrate it with the library as well as the store. Oh, just a new just library. Like pick something from your library that you've got like not much time on. Ah, yeah, and then That's... like based on what you've been playing recently, just throw it up and say, "Click here to play this now. It's good." Yeah. Because that's what YouTube does, doesn't it? Like, here's the stuff, here's, like, more stuff that you've been liking already. Just click here right now and you can have more of it. Somebody shared an image on the on the Z-Punk, ZP uh, subreddit, and it was basically like, I guess YouTube knows what I like, and their whole sidebar is just zero punctuation. Well, I'm glad the algorithm's working for us, for some people. <laughs> well, it was showing videos from, like, nine years ago, instead of your yeah. most recent ones. I feel like I hardly ever see zero punctuation. I mean, I watched my old videos on youtube frequently enough but all i ever seem to get are like uh the compilation uh videos at the end of every year which i guess illustrates it was a good idea to publish those yeah actually uh chad i'd be interested in your thoughts on us doing that for three minute reviews i'd kind of kind of been thinking about it well it wouldn't be the same without my dulcet tones no it'd be very uh it'd be very hard to fall asleep to with a bunch of different voices but yeah you know, if you need a three-hour plane ride and three hours of interesting games to put on your wish list, maybe that's the way to do it. So if you just ask our fans, then obviously they're going to say, yeah, do that. Probably. As for whether it would have broader appeal the way these zero punctuation compilations do, I couldn't I couldn't possibly say. I'm still, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but I'm shocked at like that those generate millions of views, but then you see how many people in the comments say they fall asleep to it, and I'm like, all right, well. I guess it's just playing on rerun <laughs> over and every night. I can't help it. 
I have <laughs> I have a very smooth and relaxing voice. That was the first thing anyone said to me the first time I put a video online. They said, damn, you got a smooth voice. So I get maybe we should have you uh, do a uh, a Patreon reward goal for like personalized ASMR video. <laughs> I'll tell you, if I like if I ever like desperately hurting for money, I'm going straight to Cameo to set up an account. <laughs> Apparently I could make bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh well, I guess that reflects a lack of ambition on my part. Maybe I could, you know, <laughs> maybe I could, you know, try to take up professional voice acting, get an agent. <laughs> you know, take no, it seriously. That's, 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 that's too much effort. <laughs> well, if, as I said, if I was really hurting for money, I could feel myself being more being motivated to do that. You can either do that or start, start body panning on Twitch. I could be a continuity announcer. Coming up next on Channel Four. More Father Ted repeats. Chaos Chris, member for 29 months in early access, says Skynet had fallen. Well, let's not get too hysterical, Chaos Chris. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Connor's still here, so, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys should get <laughs> together. Uh, Dimitri gives five Canadian dollars, says, I liked the idea of Stadia as a gateway to gaming without a fat hardware bill. Maybe the common dude didn't understand it enough to get it. And then he immediately has another $5 uh, super chat and says, nobody among my family stroke friends could get what the Stadia was. Reminds me of the Wii U and how nobody knew what it was during its pre-release marketing. Well, that was my point. I'm telling you, if they'd like attached it to an eye, like a big solid thing you could hold in your hands. Like they brought out the controller and just said, hey, it's a console where you just have a controller and can play games like that. I'm sure people would have understood. They'd have latched onto it better. Yeah, uh, yeah, they shouldn't have tied it to the. They should have just, they should have just focused on the app first and said, "Install this on your TV. Play what you want. Go." Yeah, Done. I don't think. I think even then, people would have had trouble getting their head around the concept. Would would they have though? I mean, it, like if you just if you just said, "Hey, this is," it's just like Netflix. You just download the app and you're good to go. Access your library and play. Like. I, I, think people would have got that at least on that side maybe not the hardcore crowd but the casual crowd you know that's it but i mean like even but, i have but, i but have tvs would, but where would they plug their controllers in my tv doesn't have a usb port well, those bluetooth well, i don't know how to set that up i remember <laughs> i'm a stupid pleb you're also just old oh fair enough <laughs> But <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, speaking to the the marketing side of it, like I have both of my TVs have Android operating systems in them, and Stadia didn't even come pre-installed on it, and it was mm. never like there was no ads for it or anything on my TV. <laughs> yeah, my TV's got pre-installed Netflix, uh, YouTube, and Amazon Prime apps. Yeah, special dedicated buttons on the remote and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rakeson gives $5, says, just dropping in to say I'm happy you guys have not had to let anyone go with everything changing. Yeah, we're pretty happy about that too, Rakeson. Yeah, nothing really changed other than new parent company that actually wants to invest in us, so, you know. Although more subscriptions and more Patreon subscriptions always help. Yes, they are uh, completely on board with the way we run things and that we want to be self-sustainable and then just, you know, when the parent company... 
we need support yes. from the parent company. They're there to invest in us and help us grow. And that's something we didn't have before. So we finally, I think all the meetings I've had have been really positive. I'm really getting off this. And then I have a budget call with them. So where are we on Patreon? Currently we're sitting at 423 patrons and our next goal is at 500. So it's reachable. Everyone go there and sign up now if you haven't already. Yeah. Then Yahtzee and Jack will play Pulsar Lost Colony together. Yeah. We which I really want to see. I think that'll be funny as shit. Uh, where am I? Victor. Oh, bloody Windows 11. <clears throat> Victor Cock Applegren gives 50 <laughs> Swedish krona and says, I believe that Google never tells anyone how their products work is a big issue. Tried finding an official list of voice commands. Same with Stadia. Is it an official list of voice commands? Uh, I didn't even Point know that was a thing that Google <laughs> has. Points proven. Also, Richard wants you to know that M MBPS is Mondo Bloops per second. Oh, well, that sounds right. I'm, yes. I ain't going to question that. Uh, De Mr. Boss, member for nine months in early access, and says, Yahtzee, what do you value more, fun or storytelling? Well, I always think uh, saying a game has to be fun is kind of a misnomer because there's plenty of games that are like uh, depressing, like Silent Hill 2, and you wouldn't describe as fun. I prefer to the word engaging rather than fun. And engagement can be brought across with storytelling or with something else. So it's not really a good question. You feel like it, I feel like it needs to be both. I feel like you. I feel like what you're asking me is what's better, sort of uh, engaging game design or storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I would again, I would say, why not both? All my favourite uh, games from recent years. I've uh, been really impressed by the way they merge gameplay with storytelling. Just look at like Lucas Pope's work, like Return of the Obra Dinn. Simple as that, really. Yeah. Dolan Plays Games, member for 18 months in bonus content. 18 months? Crikey. Uh, uh, somebody, says, oh. I, think, I, think it was, I think it was Lampy, maybe? It was like 30 months. I was That's like, holy shit. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Dolan Plays Games says, almost bought my dad's Stadia for Christmas a couple of years back. Glad I got him a Switch instead, but I hope that game streaming has a future elsewhere. Aren't Stadia like uh, refunding everyone? Aren't they? Wasn't that the promise? Yeah, yeah, they're refunding. I, I haven't, I don't think I looked into the details, but I think it sounded like they're refunding for the hardware and the games they bought. Well, that's something. Yeah, subscriptions. That's, that's, yeah, that's really nice. Like, it's, it's weird that they got that right, but then didn't notify the developers that, hey, we're shutting this down and your projects are on limbo. Developers? <laughs> Puh, who cares? Yeah, public public image, that's what matters. Uh, RMN gives 20 Canadian dollars. It says, as a product designer and former Microsoft employee when XB1 launched, I can say with confidence <laughs> that Phil Harrison is the devil incarnate. I use him as an example with clients to show where a lack of a good vision can lead. That's uh yeah, I've I've heard from other people that no nobody he's one of those he's one of those corporate execs that just somehow finds his way into bigger and better roles over and over and over again despite failing, failing upwards. Yep. It's it's yeah. Poopy. I don't think Still. I've ever talked to somebody that said they liked working under him. Still. 
What's worse, a lack of a good vision or a vision that's fucked up? Like uh, the the marketing department of Acclaim Entertainment back in the day. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you have a proven track record of, like, the public not responding well to your visions. That's probably a good sign that maybe you shouldn't be in that role. And I don't know how, like, I don't know how Google thought it was a good idea. The guy that basically made the Xbox One a meme at the start is a good idea for launching a new platform that's even more hard to sell than a goddamn console. <laughs> the X-Bone. Do people still say the X-Bone? They should. I'm sure they do. The X-Bone X. Uh, Mackie gives five pounds, says, Thanks for the podcast and other escapist shows. Shag, marry, kill, Red Dwarf, Black Adder, and Bottom. Well, Nick? That's a completely you question. I know. Um, that was my, that was the joke. Yes. Uh, I would marry Red Dwarf. I practically already did that. Uh, I guess I would uh, shag Bottom, because it's already a body part, which one might conceivably shag. And by uh, principle of uh, elimination, I guess we're going to have to kill Blackadder, which is just as well, because... Uh, he already had kind of a painful death. Mm-hmm. They kept bringing him back out when they wanted to, like, sell the Millennium Dome and shit. And that was uh, pretty painful to see. There. There's some stuff that only fans of British television will understand. John Connor gives two Canadian dollars and, appropriately enough, says, Skynet asleep for now. John Connor and Skynet having a little uh, dialogue in our uh, podcast chat. Nice to see them getting along. <laughs> and they're paying for that dialogue too. <laughs> yeah, suits us. <laughs> yeah. The Dragon Nidhog gives $4.99 and says, the difference is that you had to buy the games and pay for the service. Even with digital games, you could have access without a server. PT, as an example. <laughs> Yeah. No, that like that's that's where they're wrong about Stadia is there was a subscription service where you just you didn't have to sign up to use Stadia at all. You didn't. Like you you could subscribe to it and get games monthly and like a whole library of games that they had available, or you could just buy the license for the game that you wanted to play. There wasn't like a, and that's where like a lot of people were I think were confused, and it's, that's a feeling on Google is that they thought they had to subscribe to stadia directly just to use it and that was never the case and well, they just like, failed they yeah. failed and they failed to get that across somehow 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 they completely fucked that up uh well uh i guess that's the end of the super chats yeah unless any more come in while I'm talking, <laughs> yep. Somebody but, mentioned we we ended that conversation real quick. It was like a 25 minute discussion on the stadia, but yeah, I think there's just not a whole lot to go over. And it's just yeah. a, they launched it, they fucked up the launch, they died. Uh, Jackson Jewel, member for five months in early access, says, "Wait, member chat, y'all are the best." And then Steel Cloud Gamer comes in and says, "Hello." who's been in early access for five months. And then Richard comes in with $2 and says, Nick Calandra did a poo-poo. 
And B.S. Marsh comes in with $2 and says, now you're done. <laughs> and John Connor comes in with two Canadian dollars and says, last. <laughs> and then Dimitri comes in with two Canadian dollars and says, pee, pee, poo, poo. Jack's not in here. <laughs> you, want, you want the real pee, pee, poo, poo guy. It's Jack. <laughs> oh, and Meister Kleister Heister comes in with two euros and says, thanks for streaming. <laughs> Are we done now? Oh, and Mr. John Riash just gifted five The Escapers memberships. <sighs> Well, while they're doing that, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, do the wrap-ups. Thanks for watching, stroke listening to slightly something else. I was Yadza Kroger. I was joined by Nick Calandra because Marty's sick. And yeah. Jack's still busy making a venture his knife, you ingrates. I noticed someone asking where he was uh, way back at the top. Uh, and that'll be it from me for today. I'll be back on Wednesday for Zero Punctuation and the post-CP stream, which will be on the subject of Return to Monkey Island. A lot of people were requesting my review on that one. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that might interest people. I have an extra punctuation dropping on YouTube that you can see now if you're a YouTube member or a Patreon subscriber. Uh, what else is coming up on the Escapers this week, Nick? What's coming up today? Uh, today, uh, well, since Marty is out, I'll be back for another stream at 3 p.m. Central with Jack to watch him suffer through Elden Ring and try to beat the, the Godskin duo. This will be the third episode of him trying to finish that fight. And Fly, he just mate. can't do it. I assume yeah, he'd be done with the, his uh, pot run by now. His uh, his entire pitch to me on this was this was going to be a much quicker one, and I think they were now like four episodes past the last one. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's kind of, kind of amusing. Um, and then uh, at 6 p.m., uh, Jesse and KC will be back. KC's checking out Echo um, from a Ooh. now defunct studio called Ultra Ultra. I think I think you checked that one out. No, I didn't, but I know of it because uh, Ross Scott did a video on it. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, it's like this uh, action-adventure game with, like, this... Uh, the AI learn from your actions, and, like, in this room that they're in, like, the the room will, like, reboot itself as you're playing, mm. and then the AI will adapt to what you were doing at during the same playthrough. It's a really fascinating game. Uh, yeah. It just didn't sell well, and the, and the studio fell apart, unfortunately. Well Going by Ross Scott's video, the uh, execution didn't quite pull it off in mm -hmm. a great way. Yep. Uh, yep. And then tomorrow... Uh, we'll Visually be staggering, though. Amazing visuals in that game, apparently. For Echo? Mm, yeah. yeah the environment design's crazy. Huh. I didn't get that from the trailer. But I guess we'll see it at Hidden Gems today at 6 p.m. Um, yep, and tomorrow we'll be back uh, for the recap, uh, discussing the most recent episodes of The Rings of Power, Andor, and Game of Thrones. It'll be Marty, Darren, and I, as long as Marty's feeling better. I'll, of course, continue my uh, Neo run in the Editor's Hour tomorrow, which I'm quite enjoying. Just made it to the second area. And then uh, all the rest of the content coming up this week. And don't forget, if you are not a Patreon or a uh, YouTube member, SideQuest, the new Adventures Night Show spinoff premieres this Saturday. Mm. And then it'll be public next Saturday. And you're in for three episodes of that. And three then episodes. the rest of season two of the main series. And Correct. we can finally resolve that cliffhanger where we're about to face the evil mushroom lady. Yes. Man, we uh, finished that campaign ages ago. I've been hankering to get on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, Jack's, Jack's working on it. There's going to be there's gonna be a second spinoff uh, <laughs> between season two and season three and then season three next year 
So well, lots of stuff. And keep an eye out for our next funding goal because it should be something Adventurers Night fans are very interested in. Really? Yeah. I noticed we, I noticed we made our uh, Spooky Game yeah. Streams funding goal in the course of this podcast. Should probably mention yeah, it. we did. So I guess I have to schedule my streams, full playthrough streams of Outlast 2 and a couple other horror games. Yay, Outlast 2 sucks. Yeah, but I'm going to ch- I'm gonna check out Devotion and then uh, they moved the release date for Scorn ahead of a week. So I'll probably be checking that out sooner than later. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing that later today as it happens. NDAs and all. <laughs> but other than that... Uh, Give me That's a second. It. Yeah, a couple, couple more super chats to come. Yeah, could you handle the super chats for a bit? There's something I need to quickly sort out. Yeah, Rasmusum donates 200, I think that's rupees. That says, we are not done yet. Papa Hell, member for 26 months in her lyrics, says, one last one. Ha 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 ha. And then you weren't the last one. You got beat. That's yeah. for two euros, no, two pounds. I have, uh, let's use Google Translate. Well, uh, that's what I was doing I, while you were reading the super like chat. I was uh, <laughs> copying and pasting those Japanese characters into Google Translate, and it came up as "I like Terraria." So, thanks for that, Basion. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yes, uh, mark your calendars because on October twenty second, uh, Marty and I will be doing our next eight hour Persona Five stream. Yahtzee will be joining us immediately after that for Phasmophobia for Game Night. Yes, I promised. Are we do? Are we going along with the thing where we're using our VR headsets? If you want to. Well, I kind of don't, because it'd probably I, be a pain in the ass to set up. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see how my, uh, my muscle heals. I don't know if I can handle a jump scare right now. That might actually make me pass out in pain. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll be it from us. See you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye. Wait, hang on. Oh, oh. I was going to do. I was going to do toffee time, and then toffee ran out of reach. <laughs> He's like, "You're not putting me on camera unless you pay me for it." He ran out of reach and knocked one of the uh, motion detectors for my Valve Index off the shelf. Oh, I thought it was like on the floor or something. <laughs> Well, it's got like a little trailing wire because I had to plug oh, it yeah. the wall. Are you going to check out that new sequel to Boneworks? I tried it out, yeah. But uh, I'm having a bit of trouble playing VR for too long. Uh, even even my, while sitting down? Before my head starts to hurt. Oh, no, that was, I thought your back was yeah, hurting well, from standing. I, well, I was playing Bone Lab and I got to like the, <laughs> the hub area and I wasn't sure what the fuck I was supposed to do. I kind of want to see you do the climbing and while sitting. Looks goofy. Yeah, yeah. It looks like <laughs> you're doing like calisthenics or something. Yeah. Anyway, Toffee says bye bye. We're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going. We are actually going now. Bye.